roots of trouble. They are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Sky Watchers from all corners of the globe, every city, block, hood, state, no matter where you are. Thank you for listening to this show tonight. Sky Watchers Radio is live once again on this beautiful July 22nd, 2015. Broadcasting from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. I am Angel Espino, your host. With me, as always, is my hetero radio life mate, the other guy. Better known as Alan Weiler. Alan, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing very good. This is the best week that I've ever had on radio. Ooh, best tell ever. me more. Tell me more. Uh, why best could that ever. Be? Just, well, just, just give me a hint as to why that could be. Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess, huh? Uh, one guess. Just, you just get one. Because listenership is really, really up because someone else got on the radio. Boys, do we have an award for this man? Yes, we do. We have an ding, award. Ding ding ding, 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 That's right. This week marked the return of Art Bell. You know, Art Bell, the guy? The, the I know, man? I know. Yes. I, he came I know. back. You Finally, it's... have applause sound, sound effects going you when know, you it, talk about him. I should. I should have all kinds of effects going when I talk about Art Bell. But you know what? What? It finally happened. I know. We've been waiting so long for the return of Art Bell, and this week marked the return of Art Bell, and it was absolutely amazing. Minor, you know, minus a couple of technical issues here and there, but other than that, it was great listening to that man's voice again on air. He interviewed uh, Crystal Gale first than anybody else, which it's so appropriate that he has her on first. I mean, Midnight in the Desert well, was named yeah. after her song, you know what I mean? So that I was, was so great. Did she do a little song and dance, or at least a little song? Um, no, she didn't. Ah, darn. Uh, that would have been fun, though. It would have been cool if she did, right? Yeah, no, that would have been amazing. But it was just so incredible to listen to his voice. He's really, you know, I was kind of worried for a little bit, and I don't know why I should, I shouldn't have been worried. It's Art Bell. But for, you know, a little bit there months ago, I was like, well, maybe when he comes back, he's not going to be the same old Art. You know, maybe he's just going to sound tired and kind of bored. I, I think he actually sounded clearer. Oh, my goodness. Did he ever? He, he sounded much, better. Yeah. Than ever. He, I was going to say, he sounds, he sounded much more well-spoken, more relaxed. I mean, he must have been sitting in a sofa with just a microphone in front of him. He sounded so relaxed about doing it. It was, it was really great. 
I mean, it was such a, a blast listening to him again on air and knowing that he's having a good time doing it and he's doing it his way on the internet. Everybody's listening. There was a huge turnout, by the way, record numbers. I don't want to give anything away because, you know, Keith will get mad, but record numbers, folks, for both the network and I think for a lot of folks on the inter- internet. I don't think internet radio uh, really has marquee names as big as Art Bell, uh, who has just jumped into it like he has and uh, has you know, gone off to such a huge start. And, uh, you know, it's only going to get bigger and better. And uh, for the first show, Graham Hancock, I mean, that great guest, great interview, great show. I mean, I really, really uh, enjoyed it. I was up all night. It was great the next day at work yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Really? What kind of conversations <laughs> do they have around the uh, water cooler? Well, you know, oh, it's I'm funny. So- I'm sorry, the taco bar for you. Well, uh, that's lunchtime, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's not during work hours. That's but. right, folks. With the last name Espino, of course it's going to be the taco bar or the Cuban coffee, which is basically what we call liquid Wait a crack. second. That, I'm a Cuban. Tacos are Mexican. You're getting your... Oh, it hey, took I, you that long to notice. If I, I lived in, if I've know, lived in it, California, it, yeah, but, then I might be appropriate, but I live dude, in Miami. I said it so. over a minute ago, and it took you a minute to react. Okay? I'm, still thinking of Art, I'm still thinking of Art Bell. That's all it is. Oh, okay. All right. By the way, guys, if you want to share your thoughts on uh, the return of Art Bell on Midnight in the Desert, uh, call on in. Open lines from here to the end of the hour, 786-245-8127. Love to hear from you. Uh, Alan, it was such a good show. I know you heard the first hour, or did you hear the whole thing? Yeah, I I heard the first hour, and I was like, wow. (laughs) It was so nostalgic, right? Yeah, I, I was just like, wow, I remember listening to him, you know, on the highway as I'm driving from convention to convention in the middle of the night, you know, and it just brought back such memories. It really did. And I was like, I, I was so happy. It really was. Uh, it was an experience for me. Uh, it, well, not an experience. It was a flashback for me. You know, it's funny because there's uh, a couple buddies of mine who got onto Art Bell years ago because of me. I told them about Art Bell, and Fine. they became fans. And, you know, for years they stopped listening to the other network because that other dude, you know, wasn't doing the same kind of Well, we're not going to say who he is, but yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, so, you know, they, they kind of like went away from listening to this kind of show. And from time to time they'll listen to my show or our show here or whatever. And, you know, I'll get stuff from them. You know, actually one of them sent me a cool link, something that I'm going to read in a little bit here, a story. And, uh, you know, from time to time I'll get a little feedback about the show from my good friends. This week, when Art Bell came back, I mean, they were all, like, emailing me, texting me. Oh, my God, he sounded so great. I can't believe you're on the same network. This is so cool. Oh, it's Art Bell, the return. And a lot of these folks had no idea who he was before I told them about him. And I'm talking about years ago, not friends a few years ago. I'm talking about 15, okay. some 18 years ago. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, it's just the fact that these folks are now all glued in and they're all listening tells you the power of Art Bell's voice. And for everybody listening right now, I know there's a lot of people on the stream listening. Uh, do yourself a favor. Get the pass. Go to Get your Time Traveler's Pass. Go to ArtBell.com right now. All right? It's five bucks. Sign up. I did. Alan one day here was, will stop being a cheapskate, and he'll get an account. With all my traveling and the hours that I keep, you on, will I'm try listening to him every single night. I don't you need know, a pass. I'm going to listen to him every night. But wouldn't it be just amazing to have the pass and to be able to download the archive and have him there? So yes, if you it did would. Miss yes, it show, would. You know what I mean? It's only five bucks, Alan. Pony you know, it, you know. Honestly, if you paid me for this job and we actually had had you know supporters and subscribers, I would buy it. Hey, you know, you're the best paid sidekick on Dark Matter. I'm just saying. I'm the right best now. unpaid sidekick. <laughs> 
Ah, but it's all good. It's all good. Guys, tonight we do have a great show. We have an awesome guest in the second hour, which is our main hour now for our interviews. Walter Balsley is going to be on the show with us, and uh, we're going to talk about a whole lot of mysterious stuff. Some of it might deal with ufology. Now, Walter is a private investigator. He's an author. That means he writes books, Alan. Duh. Okay. Publisher. He's also a filmmaker. Now, he's the author of the book Empire of the Wheel 2, Friends from Sonora. And it's an investigative work in which he discovered the fate of the Western icon and revealed the identity of the mysterious airship masters known as the the Nimza. Nimza. Sounds German, Nimza. Nimza, okay. Nimza. Now, Walter is a former AFOSI agent, and he worked for the FBI, those FBI guys, as a counterintelligence specialist. He's been a, a corporate personnel security consultant working internationally. And in 2002, he founded a small press adventure fiction public, uh, publishing label, the Lost Continent. Uh, let me read that again. Lost uh, continent, continent. There we go. Lost Man. That's yes, a tough Continent. Word. See? Yes, See, like I said, one. man, it's that Cuban coffee. I'm, I'm saying. You. You know what it is? It's a bad monitor. I had to scroll up. Lost Continent Library. There we go. Uh, with uh, which he was uh, he published it in claim. That's actually e-zine. a really cool name. Lost Continent, Lost Continent Library. Library, right? Yeah. Uh, he published an acclaimed e-zine uh, or e-magazine uh, from right. 2008 to 2009, and since then, Walter has also written and directed a uh, micro-budget film, a Las Vegas show, and this summer, maybe last summer, could be. Maybe an old bio, but uh, the Red Star Films of uh, Nova Scotia will be releasing Domination, a film based on one of his stories. So Walter is Very also cool. a licensed PI in California, so we have a lot to talk about with Walter. Oh, Walter. yeah, absolutely. I, I'm curious to see what he's got to say about a couple of different things. Lost Continent Library. Yeah, Lost cool, Continent. Huh? I, I mean, that's a very cool name. It really is. Really cool. And he's a good guest. He's been actually on a few shows um, on PSN Radio. By the way, we are live also on PSN Radio. Hi, PSN guys. We always forget. Uh, But he's been on Unraveling the Secrets, I believe, uh, a few times. He's been on uh, The Outer Edge with uh, Mike Mon and Tim Schwartz. And uh, really, he's a a fantastic guest. You guys are going to love Walter. I'm pretty sure he's been on Dark Matter before. Pretty sure. I'm pretty. I think you're right. You know, everybody in this field kind of shares their guests, kind of. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Yeah. Like, if you hear a guest on our show, most likely you're going to hear it on another, on another show somewhere on the network. You know, going to hear that same person. Now, it um, happens. It happens it once happens. in a while. It does. Now, there is a couple of things in the news we want to go over, and um, one of them is coming directly from ArtBell.com, believe it or not. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's right. One more. Ooh. Give me one more. Ooh! That was a long ooh. Good yeah, job. well, thank you. Now it says here, NASA's Mars Trek lets you journey around the red planet. There we go. That sounds interesting, yeah. That's cool. Now it says here, from Mars' highest volcanoes to its deepest canyons, the spectacular geography of the red planet can now be explored in an incredible detail. Uh, NASA has released an online tool known as the Mars Trek, which aims to provide Google Earth-like experiences to the users that explore the red planet. That's cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that. The zoomable map provides detailed views of landmarks such as Olympus Mons and the largest known volcanoes in the solar system. Of course, this has all been airbrushed by NASA for the conspiracy must continue. (laughs) 
G, did you think did you think it wouldn't have been touched up just a little bit? Yeah, I don't think Keith wrote that, by the way, on the uh, by, on the uh, story here. Other notable features on the planet includes the face stuff you can't which see, has been airbrushed. <laughs> uh, do you really think anybody's going to find anything by looking at this? No, probably no. <laughs> not. Yeah, I'm not betting on it. Not not, not at all. Now, uh-huh. if if Richard Hoekland has uh, you know any uh, truth in what he said uh, last week on the show here. There, there might be some discoveries here because, hey, uh, the veil might be dropping. You know, uh, we we have that big announcement, and we don't know what it is. But, by the way, callers, if you haven't thought or you have an opinion on what tomorrow's announcement from Never a Straight Answer, I mean NASA is, uh, please call in and give us your view and opinion. And the Once number again, is? That phone number is 786-245-8127. Open lines, guys, for the first hour. We're going to have more news. And again, in the next hour, Walter Bosley is going to join us on the show. By the way, we um, should actually have a lot of callers coming in since the listenership numbers are significantly up, to say the least. They have to be. It's Art Bell. I know. He's returned, man. It's so amazing. I know. We should actually have a really cool sound for when we say the words Art Bell. We should. Like, like maybe like ding 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 or or no his, that's that's goofy that's not cool or or his classic swish sound you know Neil Rogers had something like that every time somebody would say the word Neil or call him by his name right. uh, in the background you'll hear Neil God well we don't want to call him we, cool. you know sorry Art Bell's not a god but you know he's uh, a god he's, amongst radio men and you ladies. know um who who used the term fearless leader. I'm trying to remember. Um, I've but, used it a couple times talking about Keith uh, Rowland over here, or Lord okay. Rowland, as I like to call him now. Yeah, I, I think Art Bell should be considered our fearless leader. Or or what was the character that was the head of the TV show V? It wasn't the commander. It wasn't the master. It was something else. But that would be a cool thing. To call the master him. commander? No, I, I don't no. know, but we got to think of something really, really cool for him. True story. What horror uh, movie character got discovered on the TV show V? Freddy. You know this one? Robert. Yes. Yeah, yeah Robert. There you go. Yeah, Robert yeah. Little known fact. A lot of folks, folks that was that. the first series from the 80s, not the yes. uh, the poorly. <laughs> so it wasn't poorly done. No, it wasn't too bad. It was the, the poorly marketed. Now. The yes, poorly marketed um, remake, reboot, uh, whatever you want to call it. Remake, reboot, I don't know. I don't even know what's either because they even brought in characters from the original series back to the show. So, well, yeah, but they didn't last, you know. Yeah, because they brought them in at the last, you know, what eight episodes of the last season they had on air. You know, that that was the story arc going into the next season, and they canned the show. I would have loved I, to have seen an extra season of the. Yeah, movie. It, it would have been nice. It really would have. Uh, I, I would have been happy to, to see that. Um, I mean, I like Mark Singer. He was really a nice guy, and yeah. You know, and they He's have better as back. the Beastmaster, but you know, well, that's a whole other sidetrack. So that's another movie they'll probably remake pretty soon. The Beastmaster. Oh, God, I hope not. <sighs> that yeah, I, I'm just like yeah, no, please don't do that to me. You know it's going to happen. They're running out of ideas, man. They're making women Ghostbusters, uh, men Ghostbusters. Uh, so we're going to have like uh, you know animals as Ghostbusters. You know they're just running out of ideas when they're going uh, this route. So that's eventually coming. Gerbil Busters. Dun, dun, gerbil dun. Busters, exactly. There you go. Who are you going to call? Get the gerbils. Anyway, uh, speaking of animals in the woods, check it out. Paranormal uh, Central Bigfoot Report. And we love our Bigfoots, right? We love Sasquatch on the show here. Yes, but not Batsquatch. No, not Batsquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah, that's uh, right. 
what do we think of uh, Bigfoot on this show? Alan, tell everybody what we think of Bigfoot. I said Bigfoot, not Chewbacca. Oh, Jesus. sorry. Jesus, maybe man. It's, maybe it's the same thing. Maybe maybe it is the Wookiee of the real world. Maybe Lucas knows something. That's right. Maybe. Anyway, hold on. We're gonna before we get to the story, we're gonna take a call two five four. You're live on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi, um, first time caller. Um, Are you? I'm, 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 yeah, first time I've ever listened. I'm here, you know, because Art Bell later, and I'm really glad I found your show. It sounds really interesting. Oh, and, thank um, you. I just have some, yeah, I just have some questions about the UFO over El Paso recently. It's sort of black cubish and has, you know, darkish-looking smoke coming off of it. And I was wondering, um, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it could possibly have any connection with maybe Saturnist religion or, you know, the black cube religions of Saturn worship? Or What are y'all's thoughts on that? Are you talking about the one that happened in April uh, this year? That was um, triangle, yeah, it was right triangle UFO? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, look, here's the thing. In that area of the of the country... I wouldn't put it past it being just government ships that are black budget projects. Oh yeah, and the whole uh, military establishments there in the underground cities and whatnot. Correct. Well, you yeah, got to think about yeah. it. How much acreage is there where you probably have cattle grazing for our beef industry on top, and God only knows what underneath. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I've noticed a large spike in cattle mutilations in that area as well, and. I don't know. You know. It just makes you ponder a lot of things. What's going on in America right now? Oh, that's, that's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. What, what do you What do you think? Uh, most of these UFO sightings are. Do you think they're extraterrestrial in nature? Do you think? Because uh, you know, my belief is, is a lot of this stuff is our own black budget projects and, and things that we're doing that we're not telling the rest of the government. Hold on, but I agree. Not, a lot of it. But all of it, mind you. Not all of it. No, no, not all of it. Of course, some of it I do believe is alien sightings. But uh, what are your, what's your take on it? And by the way, caller, what's your name? I never got your name. Oh, my name's Jason Morris. I'm, I'm in Texas. Jason in Texas. All right, cool. Jason in Texas. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on uh, all? The, you know, the, the majority of the sightings. A, a of lot of it, I think, years. it is black budget. Uh, you know, military industrial complex. The the stuff we right. don't know about. But um, I, I also noticed um stories of uh, the Dolce Underground base and just some mm. stories and the Indian legends in that area are hair raising. So oh, I, 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 I think well, I'm maybe, trying to remember you know, who was it that actually got scorch marks and ended up dying. He got shot by their weaponry or something like that in the Dulce uh, incident. Oh darn, I'm trying to remember who that was. Um, I've I've seen so much about the Dulce, and I'm like, you know, there's only was one- it um, the gentleman died there? Didn't they say like 20 or so agents died down there something trying like that. to defend it? I think Alan's talking about the the guy who lost fingers. Yes, right? yes, 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 yes. I forget uh, his name. Um, man, that's a good. Didn't he die a mysterious death later? He also, yeah, he yes, also passed exactly, away mysteriously. Exactly. Yes, yeah. We all know who we were talking about. We just can't we, remember. We his just name. can't remember his name. He was a high gentleman. Uh, can't remember his name. Schrader, Schrader talked about it. Yeah, but Schrader, what I found Schrader, also interesting like is if you look at some of the sketches and artwork. While there's no photos, obviously, of the Dolce incident, but right. you know, there's all sorts of uh, images and sketches of what happened and all, and I'm like, you know, some of that looks very, very interestingly accurate, to say the least. About yeah, the... a lot of it's very feasible. Yeah. And who, who knows if that's, you know... Phil Schneider. That's it, Phil Schneider. Phil Schneider, yeah. Thank you, wow. Google. When in doubt, my friends, <laughs> Google it out. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, uh, the Phil Schneider's stories, I mean, sound very incredibly, incredibly plausible. Um, and that's what worries me that, uh, you know, there's not only just USOs out there, but the UFOs are going and landing in places that we don't get to see on this planet. And they're, they've got their bases underground and, uh, in the most, unexpected places to say the least i mean you know obviously uh texas is a very very open range area you know so is arizona but i've also heard about stuff in you know upper new york as well too near lake champlain and um i'm wondering what you know are we ever going to know all the answers to where when, when disclosure comes that they've been here in a few weeks just, it, hopefully oh yeah rumors of disclosure yeah I, I don't feel that they're ever going to disclose it. I feel that they have a lot to hide and to break the Americans' trust, especially in times like these. The country's so torn. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they'll ever here's, disclose. Here's the thing. There's really no need to disclose. If the government wants to completely come out with uh, the fact that there's aliens out there or the aliens themselves want to come out and say, yeah, we're here, guess what? All they have to do is just show up. You know, the, the, right, the government right. has to do nothing. All they have to do is just stand back and be like, we didn't know what was going on. Play dumb. The aliens come down, greet everybody, and say, "Hey, Earthlings, welcome to the oh, on, to on, the celestial on. family. We're all on. one big happy hold family." On. Wait, wait, wait. Now, if there is this supposed Galactic Federation and consortium of all, I love these that pieces, name. By the way, the Galactic Federation of Light. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, if, if, if it's so tricky, isn't it? <laughs> I know. If, if that really exists, maybe it's called. <laughs> but we that sounds like an African dialect, though, my friend. Time. I'm, I'm not sure how much time I'm allotted on air, but um, what, what are your feelings on aliens? Do you feel they're benevolent? Do you feel that? Uh, do, you, do you believe that there's some good ones and bad ones? What are What are your thoughts on that? Alan, I'm, we're new to him, so you go I'm, first on this one. I'm gonna vote on. on go I'm gonna vote on some good, and some bad. I'm say I can't believe that every single if there is that many races of aliens as we're led to believe for those of us that are in this realm of um, ufology, I can't believe that they all play by the same rules um you know there's got to be good there's got to be bad from what we consider our perspective um yeah some competition amongst races yep yeah not, not only that we also you got to understand and this is my point of view on the whole subject uh yeah there might be trillions of planets out there with life on it but it's only a very small portion of those planets that are going to have intelligent life intelligent enough to be able to travel through the cosmos so we might be talking about maybe several hundred or thousands within our galaxy alone that might be able to make that leap in technology to travel if you're that advanced i don't think a lot of them are going to be warlike or evil most likely they're scientific by nature they're a race of beings that are there are you know scientists there's you know exactly they're they're uh you know in search for knowledge most likely so i would i don't think they're going to come to this little planet in the corner of this solar system and, and and try to kill us all it's just not i don't think that's really their intention if it was we would have been wiped off the map years ago there would have been none of this right. in their image right it, it, none, none of this down. in their image and their likeness stuff would have happened because i believe the bible is a misinterpretation of alien intervention that's my personal take i don't know about yours but there would be none of that stuff in there if you know if they were truly evil 
You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, there might be, you know, evil aliens out there, of course. You know, it's a big, 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 big infinite universe with lots of planets, lots of potential life out there. So, yeah, some of it might be evil. But I don't think all of it is. I don't think the most intelligent ones are. I think if they're coming here for millennia, and they haven't killed us all, and we're still here walking around, playing Xbox, enjoying Dark Matter, listening to Art Bell after midnight, you know, then they're not that bad. You know what I mean? They're, they're not really here to murder us and slaughter us all. No, so I think it's going to be okay for us. They're harvest us, you know. We're, that you might know, be true, too. I might be wrong. Know, we're going to be on the barbecue <laughs> one, of these, one of these millennia, you know. Jason, thanks so much for calling into the show, man. Keep listening. It's awesome oh, making so new listeners, man. I, I love having uh, folks like you call in for the first time. Thank you so much, my friend. Y'all have a good one. You too. There you go, folks. Our first caller of the evening. If you guys want to call in, we'd love to hear your thoughts on everything we talked about here and whatever you want to talk about, 786-245-8127. We are going to have Nancy Burns join us for the Nancy Burns experience in a little bit tonight. And that's going to be a fun one, too. That's always a lot of fun. we we, we got to yeah. make sure we don't get sidetracked, but, you know... And by the way, for those of you who are new listeners who don't know exactly who Nancy Burns is, who is Nancy Burns? Shame on them. Even if you're a new listener, you should know who Nancy Burns is. My well, God. if you don't, if you don't, you know who she related to is always a good point of reference. Well, she is, of course, the lovely wife of Mr. Bill Burns. That's right, UFO hunters himself, Bill Burns, and she is the co-host with him on Future Theater, which airs every Monday night at 10 p.m. to midnight. In fact, lucky them. And I'm going to talk to her about this because, my goodness, I'm so envious. Because, you know, we have the third crack at this, right, Alan, you and I? But they had the first crack at saying, listen to the show coming up next. It's Art Bell. Keep listening. You know, they had the first crack at introducing Jealous, jealous, I know it's... I'm so jealous. I almost wanted to, like, butt in and, like, cut them off and be like, I'm sorry, Bill. Sorry, Nancy. Uh, I'm going to say it. But (laughs) I held back. It would have been too evil for me to do that. Just too evil. You know, I was tempted to call in to Art Bell on his first night and just say, hi, I'm actually, you know, I love listening to you and, you know, been listening to you for just as far back as I can remember. And, you know, I'm just one of your, you know, I'm just on the network also just wanted to say welcome. And, you know, hopefully, but, you know, I just didn't want to be the guy to get in trouble for saying hi and plugging their own show. So I chose not to. You should have totally done that. Though. You really should. Are you sure it wouldn't, you know, made him upset? Eh, maybe like someone else's show. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want but I that didn't kind of listenership. That. Are you kidding me? I would have totally done it. Uh, back to the story I was about to read before we had the caller. Uh, oh yeah. And this is on ArtBell.com. Of course, you know we are uh, big believers on Bigfoot. <clears throat> right. No, Sasquatch. No, no. I, I mean, I, I believe there might. I honestly believe that there he might does. be. You know, you know, cryptozoology. You know, they're finding all sorts of different species that they've had rumors of for centuries, and you know, they're still finding now. So who knows? I'm well, waiting report, for I'm waiting for mermaids to show up. Here, check this out. This report is wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I just ago. give you one good mermaid joke? Is it dirty? Not really. It's a mermaid. It has to be dirty. Right. No, 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 no. Why couldn't Ariel from the Mermaid fit into seashells? Oh boy. I, I, I don't know. Tell me. Because she should have been wearing bee shells. Okay, you get enough applause for that. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke, bad joke. Very bad joke, very bad joke. Okay. Now, back to this Bigfoot story. And uh, you can uh, follow along, Alan. I sent you the link here on Skype so you can check this out. Paranormal Central Bigfoot Report as of 7 19, 2015 uh, has uh, re- reported some images 
uh, by Jeff on the Paranormal Central on the Dark Matter Digital Network website in artball.com. And uh, you can see the, the uh, images here of the Sasquatch Report. Image, images show a Bigfoot, literally like a, it's an imprint on, in mud of a Bigfoot. Okay. Bigfoot imprint. Uh, first one is a footprint found in the Cascade Mountains. And then the second image is a guy holding his hand over the uh, Bigfoot imprint. Right. And then I'm actually that? looking at a photo called the Pregnant Bigfoot Photo by Ray Wallace in the Lake Spirit area before the blast at Mount St. Helens. And no offense, it looks hmm. more gorilla-ish than anything else. Um, How far down did you know. scroll? I don't, I'm nowhere near that. Uh, it's the first image. And then oh, if you keep well, on scrolling oh down, yeah, you go all the way down. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, I got to call it out as, you know, I'm like, yeah, that. Totally that looks bat squatch. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. Sorry. Uh, By the way, I'm for not... our new listeners who might be uh, tuning into the show for the very first time now that Art Bell's back and he's driving all these listeners crazy and over to Dark Matter Digital Network, check this out. When we don't believe something on this show and me and Alan have a mutual agreement that this is just bogus or this is just nonsense, you know, we don't want to curse. It's just not polite. So we say bat squatch. Now, hold on. We have to give people a little bit of background of what a bat squatch is and why we call bat squatch. Right. You want to do that? At one point in time on our radio show here, we actually had a gentleman call in and uh, we interviewed. Well, he was a guest. Paul Dale Roberts was a guest. He was a guest. Great guy. Great guy. Great guest. Good friend, too. So, yeah. You know, good friend. I'm not trying to knock him, but he described a creature called a bat squatch which was apparently a sasquatch with bat wings at which and that was able to fly and when i went through the whole questioning of you know trying to figure out could this ex- creature really exist i had asked him about well what would do you think were based on what you've been interviewed you know who you've interviewed what do you think is the wingspan of a bat squatch at which point he said somewhere between 20 and 25 feet at which point I said to him, doing the mathematical calculations, he said, no, I'm not an anthropologist and I'm, I, and I'm not an animal hunter of any type. The amount of weight a Sasquatch should weigh that short of a wingspan would not in any way, shape or form allow something that heavy to fly. It is re- uh, so unrealistic. It's incredible. So, at which point? Since yeah, at this point, I, and at that point, I said, "You must suspend your disbelief, Alan." At which point, I said, <laughs> I, I, "I'm trying, but, but I, I, I just can't suspend my disbelief." <laughs> at which point, we then coined the term. If we don't think it's real, and and I got to admit, you know, Paul Dar Roberts, great guy, very very strong in his love convictions. Yep, great guy. Love the guy, but I cannot. In my in my rational mind, in my unrational mind, in my drunk uh, mind, in my meditative state, in my yogic tantric trance, can I ever believe that this creature exists in reality? So at this point, if we don't think it's realistic, even the slightest bit, folks, we call it bat squatch. And what is more appropriate than this image that I'm about to post on our Skywatcher's oh, you, Twitter what, page. Are you do, is it the one that I, is that the one that I found? 
the, yeah, the one with the actually bat squatch and he has a Batman <laughs> sign on. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna post that right now. <laughs> so if anybody yeah. wants to see this image, go to Sky, go to Twitter and uh, look up our Twitter account, which is at Skywatchers Show. Uh, that's all one word at Sky. It's not the you know that at it's the at sign at Skywatchers Show. And uh, I'm gonna post it in about two seconds here. It's a really funny image because of course you know when we're digging around uh, for Bat Squatch info, as we have Paul Dio Roberts speaking. Uh, I googled it, and this is the first image that I saw, and it just made me lose no, it. it. I mean, I was I'm laughing the one who gave you that image. Yeah, well, there you go. You're the one that found it. It was the first image we saw, anyway. So, so uh, Superman f- versus Superman. What do you, we should have? Bat Squatch versus Super What? Super Squatch. Uh, check it out. 805. You're live on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi, uh, Hannah Eilert-Meyer calling from Acadia in Maine. And know about that one thing where it's like, it's like that whole Roswell UFO thing, but the UFO had actually landed on this island in Seattle earlier, and then it was like breaking down there, but then like got up again, like then it landed in Roswell, this whole breaking down thing. Do you hear anything about that? You know, I've heard, you know, different uh, stories over the years of what possibly could have you know happened at the at Roswell how that shit came down there's you know different reports that's one of the reports i've heard over the years uh another one obviously is that it crashed or not obviously but it's another popular one that it crashed with another another object near the uh the Roswell ranch and these two objects were found in separate uh, locations uh near each other uh, there's a lot of different uh, reports. I mean, it's very possible. Uh, it doesn't go along with the theory that I currently really believe. I believe it was more of a test flight gone wrong by our own government. Uh, that's just my personal take. But, I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. But it is one of the theories I've heard, though. By the way, where are you calling out of again? Uh, Acadia. In, in... Not Alan, did you catch not... that? Yeah, I, I didn't catch it for some reason. You're sounding a little garbled, dear. Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. But thank you so much for calling in, dear. Thank you for uh, for calling Skywatchers. Please keep listening. By the way, are you excited yeah. about Art Bell? Yeah, sounds cool. I grew up with my <laughs> baby, according to my dad, so that's cool. Did you uh, hear the first couple of shows? Yeah. How great was it listening to his voice again? It'll be really, really fun and interesting. Well, keep listening tonight after midnight. He'll be on on Midnight okay. in the Desert. Thank you for calling, dear. Right, by the thank way, you. by what, the way, yeah? Angel, I just want to point out uh, as we're saying goodbye there. Um, funny as it is, you know that that Borg type cube you had you had complained to me was a um, uh, CGI work, yeah, CGI yeah, work. Yeah. You know, it's yep. on Art Bell's website as well too. Oh, everybody was reporting on that thing. Yeah, no, no kidding. I know everybody reported it. It doesn't mean it's real, you know. The alien well, autopsy was on Fox. Does it mean it's real? Well, uh, yeah, you got a point there. Okay. Okay. Right. And I, and by the way, I know folks who know folks who knew folks who were friends and former roommates of folks involved in that alien autopsy. And I can guarantee you that thing is fake. By the way, uh, and breaking news, I don't know if, if anybody out there is uh, 100% familiar with this uh, video. And breaking news, because I broke this on Twitter uh, a couple nights ago. And I don't think anybody's really picked up on it yet because I haven't really what? You I broke put Twitter? it out there. What? Almost did. I almost said on my phone. But no, check this out. Um... You know that video, the Mundo Gump alien video, uh, that it's an alien sitting in a dark room and they're talking in Brazilian, like yeah, yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, 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 exactly. That video, 
Um, I had posted that on one of my YouTube accounts years right. ago when they when they first posted it on, and I was trying to find out who posted this originally because it was just thrown on YouTube very mysteriously. Nobody knew if it was real or if it was CGI or whatever. And right. I posted it on one of my accounts, you know, just to see if I would get any reaction. A couple of years passed, nobody said anything. Got seventy or eighty thousand views. I just got a warning from YouTube, uh, and they removed the video because the person who made the video came forward and threw a legal claim uh, saying they re- uploaded the video illegally. So I saw the email address on the uh, claim that YouTube sent me, and I sent an email reached to out. the uh, gentleman. Yeah, I reached out to him, and I got confirmation that, yes, that video was created as a project for some Brazilian uh Filmmaker, uh, completely CGI, 100% fake. So anybody who's on YouTube who's seen that video, who's still uh, believing that it's real, it's not. Okay, it's confirmed. It's a Brazilian project. Well, it's confirmed project. that someone said that they made it. Oh no, no, this guy uh, he 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 showed me proof. Oh, he he showed you a program and he showed you the he's no 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 the the website program? no no but the website that has all the promotional stuff on there and stuff they use it did a bunch of other things uh, that were UFO related so I mean but it's all like a, it's just a project dude filmmakers filmmakers really talented damn, because damn they did a good all. job damn them damn them all they did a good job guys we're gonna go on a quick commercial break when we come back we have the Nancy Burns experience. Call on in if you want to talk to Nancy Burns. 786-245-8127 is our call-in number. We'll be back with more Skywatchers Radio. Right here on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hi, this is Solaris Blue Raven with Hyperspace on Dark Matter Radio.
tune in on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an intriguing show pertaining to covert technology, UFOs, paranormal, mysticism, and spirituality. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Seven hundred and thirty four UFO sightings in two thousand seven. Eight hundred and fifty four abductions by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens. Hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from the public knowledge for years. And only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOStore.com. Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. You know what you're really communicating. You're screaming to cell phone corporations, please put a chip in me. Past shows have looked at issues involving electromagnetic weapons, satellite stalking, RFID, orgone and organite, illegal fluoridated drinking water for infants, airport radiation scanners, secret societies, energy vampires, psychopathy, surveillance, sex trafficking, disaster capitalism. So tune in to In Other News Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio.
All right, everybody, we're back live on Skywatchers Radio right here on Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. Once again, if you want to call in, 786-245-8127. Open lines to the end of the hour until we have Walter Bosley on the show with us for the second hour. But right now, we're joined by the one and the only Miss Nancy Burns of the Nancy Burns Experience right here on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome back, Nancy. Yay. Oh, thanks, guys. You're so nice. You're so we nice. We try. We try. Sometimes it you works. Do. Sometimes it doesn't. You do. You sometimes. Do. Sometimes we're nice. Sometimes we're, you know. So how's it feel to be on the other side of the Art Bell uh, launch? Now he's well, we're been on the launched. front. Well, yeah, but we're on the front side of his show that's coming up at midnight, oh, folks. Oh, really? Oh, really? What do, you, do you have anything prepared? Who's going to do the intro? Yourself <laughs> or the other uh, me, Angel me, or the other guy? Me, 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 baby, me. Yeah, he gets, he gets to have the – he gets to do it this time. I get to do it next week. And he does it next week. Nice. Okay. And you guys have something prepared? Right. Uh, play it. You, Nancy, to? you've known me for years now. Have I ever been prepared? <laughs> yes, actually. Uh, you've always got questions from the a-hole. Always. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to actually doing that today. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one. And for maybe, those maybe. Of you I don't think we have time for it. Those of you that are new to our uh, show, you might want to explain what tra- you know Tales from the A Hole is. And well, maybe- if you go to our page skywatchersradio.com, that's our main website. If you guys want to download the podcast, is all there. All our shows are there. Um, and, and if you go to the right. Side of the page, all the way in the very top right side with the menu bar is you're going to see where it says A-hole. Click on that. You're going to see the A-hole in there. If you click on the A-hole, if you, if you find that, it'll take you into the area where you can leave comments, messages, and we will read them on the air. Now, the reason we call it that is because I'm Angel, he's Alan, it's an A, it's a hole. And the reason we call it that <laughs> is because Art Bell, of course, has the wormhole, which we cannot use because it's locked up thanks to our overlord, Lord Roland. It doesn't allow anybody but Art Bell to use it. So he came up with this little cheaper thing for us because, you know, we're... You know, we're a cheaper <laughs> show. And uh, it's called The A-Hole. The, you know, it's named after me and Alan. Alan and Angel, The A-Holes. And yeah, but he's were, more The A-Hole than I am, so, you know. No, only sometimes. Sometimes, my, look, to Paul Dale Roberts, you were more The A-Hole. <laughs> Love you, Paul. He's a good, he's a good guy, Paul <laughs> Dale Roberts. I'll defend him to the death. So I, I want to congratulate you two because last week you hit one out of the park. You didn't know ahead of time, I guess, that you were going to have Richard C. on the show, right? No, we no. had no clue. Wow. In and fact. when I got the news, it was like, what? I've been blitzing. <laughs> You've got to be blitzed. And it's like, it, and that, that was an amazing, uh, lucky coincidence. So did you guys it, have fun? It was yeah, incredible. It, it, you, know what, you know what's crazy? Hold on, Alan, before you continue. The yeah. gentleman that we're having on tonight... Walter Bosley uh, was supposed mm. to be on last week, oh. and uh, you know we were having issues getting a hold of him. And, and I was like, "Man, what am I going to do? It's one of those <laughs> things where I can't get a hold of my guest." And then all of a sudden, I get a tweet from, uh, or not a tweet, but a, a message from Keith, and he's like, "Would you like to have on Richard Hoagland tonight?" Wow! Wow! And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Would I ever?" Yeah. Do you know what bears do sure, in the sure, woods, uh, Keith? With that, yeah, sure. Well, do, you, yeah. do you know what bears do in the woods with rabbits? Yes. Yes, that's I, of course. It's Richard C. Oakland. Why would I say no to that? Now, are you kidding me? So we had Richard on, and yeah, it was just a, a, a fantastic show. And really, Nancy, you have no idea. Uh, for me, you know, talking to Richard Hoagland, talking to you, talking to Bill, uh, you know, talking even to Keith Rowland, and talking to all the folks, you know, Travis Walton, everybody, even the other guy over here. It mm-hmm. really, it just, it's an amazing thing that we've been able to connect. 
mm-hmm. to all these folks right. on this show and myself and you folks, and we're all connected here. And it's something that, uh, that blows my mind because just 10 years ago, I was just a fan of Bill Burns mm-hmm. and Richard Hoagland and Art Bell and even Keith Rowland because I knew who he was in yourself. Right. I was just a fan. You know right. what I mean? So that right, it just it blows my mind. Uh, just a few years ago, I called into another show where Richard was the uh, the guest, and I asked him a couple of questions, and I felt like a fanboy. I yeah, was, and they were good I, questions I was, too. I was like, uh, "Mr. Hoagland, uh, uh, you're so great, man." And I, and I hope you're, you're one day proven right. It, it kind of felt like the Art Bell Area 51 caller. That's that's yeah. how I was kind of like, you know, going. It was pretty bad. You're so pretty bad. Shy. Interesting way to put it, yeah. Well, I was impressed with how the two of you really went at it. You took Richard, Richard C. Hogan as though he's, he, he's any other guest, and you basically grilled him on stuff. I was pretty impressed and thrilled, actually, because Alan in particular. Well, um, Seth. Alan. See, Alan, I'm, see, I'm no, so it's Alan. It's Alan. Folks, if you're wondering, I, I have a stage name to protect my innocence and guilt at the same time. Which is not a very good one because it's your middle name, so it's, it's a fail. <laughs> and I'm sort of blowing it as we speak. Completely. But anyway, Alan. Uh, Bill might get jealous, but okay. Um, he's going to really well, love when... That was my outside voice. I'm sorry, folks. He's going to love when we have Seth Shawstack on the show one day. Uh, well you know you got you 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 actually wound back and asked some really good questions i think for the other guy i was pretty it was pretty exciting so i i was saying you were going at it like a bulldog because what happens is uh you know if you got deflected you sort of went back and said i don't want to finish this um it was a lot of fun and you guys uh did a great job at, at the last possible minute and um i do bring real official news with me tonight not oh not Blitz News, not all oh, Art Bell's Uh-oh. coming back. Not a, none of that. Seriously, this is a big story. And, of course, you know, um, it's equally big as Art Bell coming back, I think. Because Ooh, that's big. Because a lot of people are saying, beside the Pluto flyby and Art Bell coming back and X-Files coming back on and something to do with some movie Star or something. Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Bloom County has come back. The cartoon. Oh, yes. With yeah. uh, uh, Berthed. Berthed? Is that his last name? Berthed, yeah. Berthed? Yeah, well, but here's news equally big, I think, that's going to be world-shattering because it just shows that Art Bell's back. It's same same thing. And you know about this, I think, already, that a Russian entrepreneur is is launching a $100 million search for aliens. Yes. The yes. Stephen Hawking. That is really mm-hmm. big. It's the first time... Corporate, if you will, has said, eh, throw them a bone. Here's a million dollars. Prove to us. And that just of itself is intriguing and per- per- persuasive or provocative, I think. Provocative. Why are they doing that now? Um, and it does coincide with Art Bell coming back. I'm sorry. I feel like it's not a coincidence. <laughs> Well, you know, it it might coincide, and uh, it's funny that it does coincide, but it might have something to do with Art Bell. It might not. It reminds me of that magician, um, the Amazing Randy. Yeah, no, no, Idiot. yeah, that, no, no. It was it Amazing Randy? Not Amazing Randy. Yeah. The uh, magician who offered all that money. Uh, Same for thing. To, he is the, yeah. uh, the Amazing Randy's a different one, I, but I believe he's the one who offered the million dollars. Wasn't it Geller, Eric Geller, or something like that? No, 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 no. Geller's no, Geller spoon is... bending, spoon yeah. bending guy. But okay. here's the thing. Um, he our belongs friend... in the Matrix, but that's beside the point. Well, it reminds me of that anyway, of you know, offering this money, saying, "Okay, guys, you're proved to me the aliens are real." You know, right. <laughs> these guys right. are suckers. Right. You know, that's really well, what I... it reminds me of. But here's the... look at the look at the source. The guy who offered the first million dollars, forget his name. I think it was Randy, uh, the amazing Randy. Um, Might have been. He 
he was doing it as a joke, and he never right. ever intended to do it. And our friend uh, Stanford Freeman, Friedman, right? Stanford Stanton Freeman. Friedman, Stanton Freeman. Stanton, yes, Stanton, Stanton, um, Stanton. I'm, I'm very sleepy. I have to tell you, <laughs> I've been up for many hours. Um, it's been a blitz. But Stanton Friedman, Stanton Friedman, uh, gave him he he fulfilled fil- fulfilled it to the letter of the law, and just like. Um, Richard C. Hoagland, he said, he, he bugged the guy. He said, look, I did this. And the guy kind of ran from him and Stanton would hold it up at conferences and stuff and say, look, I gave proof. This is proof. It's spec- it was specific to the kind of proof the guy was asking for. But The Amazing Randy is known among the Magicians Union as not the, not the best person to, to, to make that offer. But this guy, I don't know the background of the Russian um, entrepreneur, his name is Yuri Milner, and you can imagine that the world's going to be researching him, but he's done other stuff like this sort of thing. Um, and this is, uh, he's, there's two parts to it. Uh, one is um, a thing called Breakthrough Listen, which will give scientists um, some money, $100 million there. And the second project is Breakthrough Message, which is where we talkers and thinkers and writers all come in because you get another $100 million if you can come up with the best message to send to the aliens like, go away. Or <laughs> we're, we're, we're very – Don't chilly. eat me. Yeah, we're, eat, we're, we're not takeout food. We're not abducted <laughs> anymore. We are tasteless. No, no chili on my body. We're not a drive-thru. We're not a half meal. Uh, Yeah, we're dry and and, uh, crunchy. We're nothing. Go away. By the way, Nancy, uh, inquiring minds here on Twitter want to know – well, not on on Twitter. Well, they want to know, why are you so tired? What were you doing last night? Listening to Art Bell, of course. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I was – And up all night on her own other show. Can I say it? Go ahead. You one, said, one, yeah, one, you one plug. One plug. It. Go ahead. One, one plug. Okay, I'm going to get all kinds of blowback the minute I say it. Um, <laughs> I, I do a little show, a little live show for the people who want to talk about Art Bell after he's done um, broadcasting. The minute that that song "Midnight in the Desert" finishes, we do our little thing and come alive at. Um, okay. it, it will be bellahaven.com with a hyphen. Bella hyphen. Bella dash. Dash even. Dash Haven. Yeah, but but that site's not you know, Angel will help. It is what it is. Really need it. It or is just, what it is. You know, yeah. It's Bella Haven. You'll find it. Um But you you guys are doing a good job on there. Thank you. Really, really thank are. you. It's and I've heard I've only heard uh, you know, a little bit live because you know, I have to go to bed and wake yeah, up. Early. But, but I've downloaded a few of the podcasts and it it, it is a fun show and you have like you have good callers and stuff, the room's always packed with people because you actually yeah. give out the chat room URL. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I do that for us. Yeah. I was yeah, just at our chat room at PSN, and I have to tell you, ghost you wanted, town. No, 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 no. It's not a ghost town at all. But here's a problem, and this may be the reason. My Firefox, which is how I'm using, going to the uh, web now, not Chrome and not Safari, but Firefox, is waging a war with Flash. Okay, and so the chat is very broken. I can't type. I can get it to come up, but I cannot type in it. So that may be um, beside Firefox. It might be, you know, Mozilla Firefox. It might Mm. be other browsers. I need. We we might have to invest in a different uh, chat room for the website. You might. might You might. I can tell you right now. I know. I know a guy I can put you in touch with. Um, <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. She knows a guy who knows a guy. a guy. And this is not falling off the truck, which I literally thought meant it literally, that it fell off a truck. When somebody came to me with a camera and said, you want this? It fell off a truck. And I was like, why would I you know, be broken kinda inside? Like, kind of like us getting Richard on last week. Just kind of fell in our laps. Yeah, it fell off a truck. Well, think? yeah. But anyway, I can, I can, set, I can hook so you up great. with it. 
But here's the interesting thing about the Bella Haven chat and the Bell Gab chat. Um, the owner of the forum, bellgab.com, who's a big supporter of art, and he's giving them a shout-out every night. It's great. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah I love that. By oh, the well. way, hey, by the way, he loved our interview with uh, Richard last week. Oh, did he? Was, what did he say? He gave, he gave us a special shout-out. Alan, you, you, you didn't hear the special shout-out, did you? No, I didn't, actually. Yeah. Tell us. Oh. Tell us. I didn't hear it either. Well, what did he say? Well, he, he mentioned something about uh, it sounded like me, like if I was given Richard fellatio, I think it, it was uh, not the word he used, but it was something that meant fellatio. Art Bell said a lot, this? A lot dirtier. No, 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 no. What? Somebody else in the Bell Gap chat room. Oh, I thought Art Bell himself no, said that. No, no, not Bell. No, not Art. No, Bell, no, no. Bell, Art Bell posts in that forum himself. Somebody po- somebody posted, and I was like, really? Why would they wow. write that? It's Richard, man. That's Art Bell's boy. Like, they're friends. Why would you write right, that? Right, right, right. Well, you know, we got to support And then they're, they're like, we didn't see no bridges. So because they didn't see the bridge, we're wrong, right? I saw a bridge. Assuming. What do you mean? Oh, bridges. Oh, That's speaking of bridges. <laughs> speaking of bridges, I mean, the whole story around Art, um, Art and Richard right now is that Richard thoroughly burned all his bridges back to that other place, you know? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been the big talk. Um, that's been the fun part. Have you seen – Angel sent me a screen grab right as it happened when Art mm-hmm. Bell first began to broadcast. Um, <laughs> and this is TalkStream Live. So you've got the, the glowering, dark little image of Art Bell. It's like really mostly <laughs> black with this kind of – And then you've got – It's hardcore, uh, man. It's like it's – like it's a very heavy metal picture. Like, like if you were expecting Art Bell to look like metal, that's Art Bell looking like heavy metal. Right. right. And then the middle great. guy was Savage. <laughs> and then the third – dropped a third after the first – few minutes the stashinator well bat squash i like the bat squash <laughs> no no story. The, the, the stash he's, he's the stash he's the stash squash but the yeah. bat squash was an amazing story i, I didn't realize the wingspans had to be bigger <laughs> well, there's a whole backstory to okay, that okay think about this if it's a 20 foot wingspan and you have right. 200 to <laughs> 300 pounds of a guy right. or of a bat squash do you really think it would have strong enough wings to make it fly? Well, if it had hollow bones, it would. That's how birds fly. <laughs> okay, okay. No. you show me a solid earth hollow bone. That's yeah, got hollow that. bones. Mm-hmm. That yeah. could leave that deep of an impression in the, in the forest. Um, yeah, not happening. Sorry, I don't buy it. That's why. Well, we have, watch to check, on that we have to check the data. So, yeah, so I brought you a piece <laughs> of news. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> So that's good, yeah. So it's all good. We're, you know, and I'm, I'm really tired, but really, I'm still really wired and excited about this because as and soon you as have you have a show tonight, done, tired and yeah. wired. I like that. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it rhymed. She's, she's going to be a rapper one day. I'm telling you. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll try that <laughs> next because this radio there thing is so much fun. I can't tell you. I am going out of my mind with fun every night. Bill will hear me sometimes. The bedroom door is closed and he's snoring, but sometimes he'll hear me and he, he says it sounds exactly like I'm talking on the phone to somebody. You know, not like I'm doing a serious there's not, show. There's <laughs> not much of a difference between what we do, really. Because we're talking now. You now. Tell me. now you tell the me. Now you tell me. same thing, folks. <laughs> yeah, by, the way, by the way, I never thought I'd ever hear in my entire life after our, what, year and a half now of working together that you would say, stay tuned for the Nancy Burns experience. <laughs> that was ah, you liked that, didn't Surprise. you? Surprise. <laughs> Aren't you happy about that? Yeah. Aren't, so aren't that, you like, wow. Well, we're I'm almost out of time here. Yeah, I know. I'm the, the, I, and that's because experience. I think I'm the slowest learner you've ever had to teach. Seriously. No, 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 no. no. I've known Alan here for about a decade. No. Oh, God, no. no. It's more than that now. It is. It's even sadder, Nancy. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Have you, you guys have a great show tonight. Who's your guest again? Let's just Walter Bosley is going to be on the great. show. That's exciting. That's exciting. Great is guest. there any other news you want to point out to us? Uh, tonight on uh, Midnight in the Desert is Linda Moulton Howe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Last guess. night was um, yeah. Last night was a difficult one for us in Bella Haven because it was a pro-war kind of guy, and we kind of we kind of ripped him to shreds as best we could yes, in a fun did. way in a fun Boy, way did you ever it was a good show though it was a interesting show it was rough to do because i i you know it was hard for me to find a way to pleasantly package my anger <laughs> okay so there. I, I like the way you put that pleasantly, pleasantly. Anger. <laughs> yeah it's a middle of the night show so you want to not be shrieking around like a crazy person so she put that. it only she put it only the way nancy burns could put it nancy who's going to be your guest on future theater this week uh, we have Timothy Beckley, I believe. I hope. Mister UFO. Okay, and a, yeah. Shout out to Timothy. Um, you're talking to me on Facebook, and I'm really slow about getting there. So that's why we have not connected. That that's the mystery solved there. Yeah, she types with two fingers, folks. So you know. on Facebook, yeah. Oh, I I, I yes. type with my eyes closed on Facebook because oh yeah yeah. She's all thumbs, people. All thumbs. Uh, real fast. After Timothy, the next week we have Richard Grossinger, who you guys all know now from Richard C. Hoagland. Mm. He's his yes. publisher. Yep. And then we have Philippe Morrow, especially for Angel. Uh, Bill set that up. Because he's a filmmaker and stuff. Yes. And then we have Nick Redfern. We we've we've lined them up, so there. And you guys are Very having good. Nick Redfern to, uh, soon, I think. Yeah, he's gonna be on in probably in I think like two weeks. Yep, yep. So oh. there you go. We're doing our work. We're we're finally coming back to normal after Art Bell finally. I mean, I'm so thrilled that, <sighs> to look it's forward to that every night. Yeah. So anyway, just, so there you go. just the fact that I know that in in, in an hour he's gonna be mm-hmm. back on here and I'm gonna be in bed listening. And have you planned to say something maybe? You know, I tried calling in yesterday uh, when they were talking about Donald Trump in the beginning of the show, uh, yeah. because that's a fascinating topic in itself, the Donald running for president. I mean, Jesus. Okay. I could've got, he could have done the whole show just on that, but yeah. I tried calling in to uh, kind of throw my two cents in there, and I couldn't get in. It's no. too many people calling in. It's Art Bell. Well, you know, he's screening the calls himself. That's it. There's no screener. So there's, I know, but I'm, only I'm pretty sure he's getting bombarded with calls, and he's like picking them at random. You know what I mean? So. No, no, no. I bet he's. I bet he's not. It's not random. But I, I but think I know on the breaks, he's actually seeing if they're worthwhile or not. Because Maybe. you know, if you listen to his show, there's a lot more breaks sometimes than him talking. Yeah, and I think well, that's going to happen early on because of the, the technology. He's still, you know, getting used to the whole. Uh, no, but guys, the, the reason technology. he's doing it, the, the reason he's doing that is because he's being picked up by terrestrial radio stations, and they have that's a set. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. They got to plug their stuff too. Yeah, you're right. Yep. By the way, we got to go, Nancy. Thank you so okay. much again for being I'm on here with us. The Bye. Nancy Burns Experience. Goodbye, Nancy. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Guys, we'll be right back with our guest, Walter Balsley. Stick around. This is Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Digital Network. NPSN Radio. Tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. 
And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban feller. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Between science and ignorance, there is filler. Thank you, random British guy. I am Wes Forsyth, the host of Paranormal Filler. Paranormal Filler is my weekly radio show where I explore many areas of the paranormal while trying to keep a balance between believer and skeptic. No topic is off limits. No viewpoint is silenced. Paranormal Filler on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific.
All right, everybody, we're back from break. This is Skywatchers Radio. That's right. We're live for the next hour with our guest, the one, the only, Walter Bosley. And who is Walter Bosley? Well, I'm going to tell you who Walter Bosley is. He is a private investigator, an author, a publisher, and a filmmaker. He's also the author of the book, The Empire of the Wheel 2, Friends from Sonora, He's, he, it, which is, by the way, a great book, Walter. I, I read that book Thank a while you. back when it first came out. Awesome book. Got me really hooked into the entire mystery airships of the masters known as the, the Nimza. Yes, Love indeed, that. the Nimza. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, I know it's a little bit you know, late. Uh, you know, We were supposed to have you on last week. You know, we, we, Some stuff <laughs> happened, and we couldn't have that you on. Was... And somehow... Well, it wasn't Somehow, bad stuff. We just had a major, well, major schedule change. Here's the uh, thing: well, somehow you be somehow you became Richard C. Hoagland. I'm sorry. Somehow yeah, that happened. I, last uh, week. <laughs> I wrote I wrote down on my calendar on one calendar. Oh, I have an interview on the 15th, and then like an idiot, I didn't put with who or with what show. <laughs> I just put some you know PSN, and I'm like, well, that covers about what. 15, 30 shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> it was a complete brain dump. But uh, anyway, I'm here here now, so that's well, good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And I'm actually really excited to have you on, believe it or not, because I know you've been on PSN before, and I've been producing and stuff, and you know, I've heard Mike Mott and Tim Schwartz and all the other guys talk to you, and uh, you know, I've, you've never been on one of my shows like this one, you know, one-on-one talking about the NIMSA. And tell the audience who might not know about the NIMSA, what exactly are these airship masters? Known as the Nimsa. Well, they are a shadowy organization who is... Like the Foot uh, Clan. Like the what? <laughs> the Foot Clan. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, the, yeah behind sorry, the, are you a reference from Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, the Foot Clan. That, that's, that's before my time. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, hold well, on. How, my, how old are you? I'm 51, but my son used to watch the Turtles all the time. I just only paid about 30% attention. <laughs> yeah, I'm 51. You said shattery. You said shattery. Really? You're 51? Yeah. yeah. Wow, you don't look a day over 50. At, have no. you? Yeah, I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> I, I, when people ask me that, I go, have you not looked at my photo online in that gray in the beard? Um, the NIMSA is a shadowy <laughs> organization behind the 19th century airship mystery dating back to the 1850s and first... Um, the first known mention of the NIMSA is by a very intriguing gentleman whose name was Charles Delshaw. Delshaw, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you. In fact, uh, a good buddy of mine wrote a book about Mr. Delshaw himself. The uh, the gentleman's name is Dennis Crenshaw, which I'm sure I was just going to mention. Uh, oh, yeah, Dennis. I, I was introduced to the NIMSA through through Dennis Crenshaw's work. He's yep. in Pete Navarro and um, Theo Pimans. And uh, Sean Castile and uh, Michael Busby, uh, those four yes. guys, they they came before me um, talking about the NIMSA. And there's a gentleman named Stephen Romano who has uh, put together th- just an excellent book on Delshell's art and you know a bit of the story behind the whole mystery. And um, I, my my contribution really, to my fresh contribution to the whole NIMSA thing, is um, I think the overview that I have done, but specifically um, identifying what I think is the German translation for the acronym, because NIMSA 
uh, yes. for those Sounds German. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's an acronym. NYMZA was how Del Shao spelled it. But Del Shao himself states, um, as Dennis wrote in his book, The Secrets of Del Shao, um, that it was a German based organization. And, and uh, all mm-hmm. along, a lot of writers have made an assumption that the NY meant New York. Um, my translation, uh, I have a kind of a background in, in language professionally. I was a Russian translator for the FBI. So I, Ooh, I, was, okay. uh, I, I spent a year in, in basic Russian training. And, of course, like a lot of people, uh, you know, I took foreign language in college and in high school. And so I looked at it linguistically, and I looked at it through uh, transliteration. And in transliteration, those linguists and language specialists out there will know this, it's when you take a word and the way you spell it is really um, you're sounding it out for the person who's not familiar with that particular language. You're using right, their right. alphabet to write out a pronunciation. Now, that right. doesn't mean that in the original language that it comes from that that's how it's spelled. And I argue that Delshow spelled it N-Y-M-Z-A um, as the best way to transliterate a German acronym. Um, and then when you get into Empire of the Wheel 3 and the research I did in there, it, it takes on another level when you look at how hieroglyphs are used, and it just gets really complex. But basically, um, I'm convinced that NIMSA, as Del Shall states, the original guy, um, it was a German-based organization, and therefore the translation of NIMSA um, should be a German translation. And I provide that, as you know, uh, in the book, Empire of the Will 2, Friends from Sonora. But I'll tell you, for the life of me, I couldn't pronounce it for you <laughs> right now. Properly. Yeah, we won't hold just, it against you. Yeah, it's no, just N-J-M-Z small a, <laughs> and it's in the book. You know, if, if you've got the book handy, you could probably pull it up and attempt a reading on it. But it's in there. It's in there. It's a tough one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll believe you. Now, let me ask you, because, you know, my theory on Roswell... Uh, and now we're going forward right into ufology for a second. Um, <laughs> my theory on Roswell is that it was something that we had back engineered, perhaps maybe engineered with German technology, uh, maybe even some of uh, what Tesla was working on because he was working on a UFO ship before he passed, uh, and that what actually crashed was something that we built using German technology, using the German scientists that we took from uh, the Nazi uh, camps when we uh, won the war and uh, of course there's a lot of lore of how maybe Hitler and the Nazis got this technology that they uh, were into the occult and they channeled aliens do you think any of the airship mysteries might somehow connect to that you know that theory that Hitler was into the occult and maybe there's some connection there okay here's here's in my view where the connection is the occult connection, um, I think, misleads a lot of people. Yes, he definitely was deeply into the occult, and, and so was the, uh, the, the heart of the, um, the, the Nazi organization. Um, what the, con- the, the occult connection did was associate them with the milieu that was involved directly with the NIMSA. There would have been no advanced Nazi saucer technology or even bell research had it not been uh, for the 19th century NIMSA, because I'm convinced that it was uh, the members of the NIMSA organization that led 
the Nazi scientists into uh, studying um, the Bell technology or Mercury yes. Vortex. And uh, this is where the NIMSA got it. Now, the mm -hmm. extraterrestrial connection, in my opinion, based on my research, um, goes way, way back to the days of the Rama Empire of the Mahabharata, the ancient oh, wow. Hindu scriptures. Um, I'm, I subscribe to the theory that there were these advanced civilizations and as the Ramayana states that there was a massive war between civilizations and, and there were these, uh, there, they did have an advanced technology which included Vimanas, flying Vimanas, right. which uh, David yes. Childress and others have written about. And that's mm -hmm. essentially... Yes. The spinning, rotating Mercury engine, that's essentially what uh, Del Shaw was talking about with the Sonora Aero Club of the 1850s in California. That is essentially the same technology that went into the airships of the 1890s mystery. And that is essentially what the Nazi scientists, the German scientists, were doing when they developed the belt. So the NIMSA was behind the Nazis. Now, why do I say that? Well, in my book, Empire of the Wheel 2, um, I am convinced that by the 1890s, um, the airship organizations, um, uh, which let's call them breakaway civilizations because that's what they are, right, they, split into yeah. two, they split into two factions. Uh, the NIMSA continued their way, and this other faction, which I call Team Sonora, went in another direction, a more... Uh, material uh, nuts and bolts. Let's advance this technology, you know, on our own for industrial and practical, you know, more material purposes. Whereas the NIMSA had always been um, tied into a more um, uh, spiritualistic, occult, paranormal connected um, kind of thing. And so, therefore, these were rivals, the NIMSA. And this other breakaway going into the 20th century were rivals. And it was the NIMSA that was involved, or I should say, members of the German uh, late 19th century, early 20th century German occult milieu. Um, they were connected to and involved with the NIMSA. And uh, therefore, they were the, these were some of the very same guys that are mentioned in, the, uh, the, in association with the Thule Society and the, and the German occultists who eventually led to the Nazi occultists. Right, so there, yes. there's kind of how, how I lay it out. So there, and now, as far as Roswell goes, mm -hmm. um, as some of your you know, folks might know, uh, my my dad had a experience which I wrote about um, and is in the uh, Fate Magazine's Best of Roswell book, and I had to write that under my uh, fiction pseudonym E. A. Guess, because at the time I was working under a sensitive contract and really couldn't write things under my own name. But E. A. Guest is me, and that article is I wrote it, and uh, it tells what my father always told me Roswell was, and it had nothing to do with extraterrestrials. It was a hidden civilization on this planet that huh. lives in a subterranean realm. Now, that's what hmm. I was leaning towards on that one. Yeah. That funny as that that's is. his theory. However, as you said before, you know, it could have been some reverse-engineered Nazi technology. That, I recognize that that's, that's possible you know, also. So well, the, uh, the reason that I jump to that conclusion, and to me it makes perfect sense, is because anytime you create new technology, what's the first thing that happens? You have to test it. What's the second thing that happens? You crash Usually it, it you crashes. <laughs> right. Trial and error. You go again. Exactly. So to me, if you know, we win the war, 
right? We take we take over the Nazi, uh, we, we beat them, we get their scientists. Uh, a yeah. couple of years later, Tesla dies. We raid Tesla's, uh, you know, work. We completely steal everything that we, because that's what yeah. the Americans did. That's what exactly what happened. Okay, folks, let's not sugarcoat it. The American government went in and stole from Nikola Tesla everything that he had that he was working on, which included a UFO, a model for the for a UFO, which looked like a flying saucer, your traditional flying saucer. To me, it makes perfect sense that they were in cahoots with these scientists. They came over, Werner von Braun and all these German scientists. Mm-hmm. They came over. They had Tesla's uh, work. They had what they were working on, which they're probably, you know, close but no cigar. They still hadn't really probably figured it out completely. Put and the two together. Notes, uh, yeah. Put the uh, two together. The, you have the stories of the Vimanas, the Nims. That you have all yep. these different things. You put them all sure. together, and bam, you have Roswell a couple years later. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm one of those. I've been long convinced that Roswell had nothing to do with extraterrestrials. I yep. know right now there's people screaming their head. I want to adjust. <laughs> I want to adjust a couple. Sorry, of Stanton things. Freeman. Sorry. I want to adjust a couple of things you just said. Um, uh, World War II, remember, we defeated Germany. We did right. not defeat the Nazis. I, I like well, to always make that distinction. I, I, this, is, this is true, but, you we know, really, we, we, the Nazis. we would not be going against German, you know, we would not be going against Germany if it wasn't because the Nazis were in there doing with it. We went against the party more than anything else. It was, if Hitler wasn't doing what he was doing, but would yeah. we really go and slap up, you know, Germany? Nah, probably not. No, no, no. But look what he was doing. He was trying to take over the world, but oh, um, in a nefarious yeah. way. But the the bottom line is, um, the but you're Allies, right, though. Yeah, you're right. The Allies defeated Germany. Um, <laughs> we didn't defeat the Nazis. Uh, uh, in fact, we absorbed many of them. And the other issue mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Uh, consider. Yeah, yeah, I have yes. some paper clips if you want to buy some. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> consider consider this this uh, angle. Um, Nikola Tesla was probably working uh, with the government on some stuff, and those agents that went in and got into a safe and confiscated stuff, um, when you're working under contract, you've probably, oh, I'll tell you right now, I know it with personal experience, you know, you sign a contract, you sign a bunch of paper, and a guy like him, when he died, he probably signed something that they weren't stealing anything. They were taking stuff that he'd been working on for them, and under contract, they owned it. So they probably just actually what that was, was they came in and just took what was theirs under contract. Now, um, you can debate whether, you know, how great it would have been, and I agree, how great it would have been for the world today if Tesla technology was, you know, more proliferated and more a part of our lives. That would <laughs> yeah, be awesome. There. Yeah. But, but technically, he was probably under contract, and those agents probably just went in and you know, did uh, did their job and say, okay, we need to take this. So didn't Tesla die really poor and broke? Them? I mean, yep, yeah. What well, kind of a if deal did he? That if he you I know he had broke a, when you're dead. Guess what? You didn't yeah. have a good military contract in the first. He, place. You didn't. You didn't sign a good contract with the government. First of all, and didn't he have like a major uh, contract with GE? Wasn't that, that part of the problem that he had stole some? Uh, some he, of his he, designs? he might have. He might have. Yeah. But um, here's the thing. Um, if he de- if the things they took are things he developed while he was under contract, okay, even though he died poor and maybe the contract was expired by that time, if it was stuff that he developed while under contract, they still owned it. That, that's just a possibility. I'm not saying I know this for sure. I'm right, saying right, based right. on my experience with – So it uh, might have been stolen. It might have been confiscated. It might have been uh, confiscated it, whatever. It, it might, might have been, been retrieved. Yeah, we'll call it. Retrieved. You, you don't know. Jacked, hijacked, however, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever. But, hey, you know, that's whole, that whole <laughs> post-World War II thing 
you know, and, and going into World War II, because that was 1943, you know, once we got into World War II, history becomes kind of murky, as we know, in a well, lot of ways. History is always written in the eyes of the winner, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I do find the math funny, though, that, uh, you know, the war ends, Tesla dies, Roswell, all within, like, a, what, a six-year span, seven-year span, something like that. It just all happened. No, it didn't. That. Let's see. Te- okay. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Let me. I'm trying. I'm trying to get it right. Let's see. Tesla died in '45. Phil- yeah, the Philadelphia experiment was '43. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. Tesla so, died in '40 in '45. Yeah. Yeah. So I and Roswell in '47. You feel me? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that guy who supposedly <laughs> was on the Philadelphia experiment, the Eldridge, and ended up in the year 2037 and. Um, I'm trying to remember what the guy's name was. I was listening to an audio of him the other day. Uh, you know, um, uh, I um, I just. Oh, wait, I stand corrected. He died. In, he died in '43. I'm sorry. Tesla died yeah, in '43. That's what I thought. He died in. Yeah. in was it January of 1943? Um, actually, uh, January 7th of '43. Yeah, I published yeah. a book titled uh, uh, "Wonder of the Worlds" by Seshari. And that book opens with the death of Nikola Tesla in January of 1943 and the confiscation of the papers. And uh, Seshari, he he takes, you know, he's one of those um, writers of he'll he'll take a whole bunch of facts and known facts in history and write with a good story. And and I highly recommend Wonder of the Worlds. Here's the math then. Tesla Uh in 43. Mm-hmm. The war ends right at what forty five. That's when the, I got my yep. dates mixed up, and uh-huh. then Roswell in forty seven. Yeah, and then the National Security Act of nineteen forty seven comes after Roswell, and and now I want you to think about something. the The United States Air Force, as such, did not exist after a a major world war in which air power ascended above naval power for the first time in our uh, in the world's military history okay not even world war 2 created the united states air force it wasn't until roswell. after roswell that a national security yep. act is written which creates the united states air force uh the national security agency i believe or its precursor and the cia don't you find that interesting I think I that shocking. I, I think that it wasn't. It might not have to do with Roswell, but I think it might have had to do with a lot of the uh, uh, Germans to, I, coming over from Paperclip that had it, so many different structural in there. organizations. Oh, I'm Roswell. not arguing that. I, I think you're yeah. right. I think it's in there as well, but I don't think that's the only cause and effect of it. Uh, I think I'm, it's bigger yeah. than people realize. Uh, I'm with him on this one. You might be right with that. Yeah. Because yeah. if World War Two <laughs> wasn't reason enough I mean think about it what I, I think it was uh it was Billy Mitchell who was screaming about air power and got court martialed over it because it offended the navy uh you know in the 1920s and then um he uh uh is vindicated by by World War 2 which you know air power you know rose to its ascendancy and then even then you would think that that at the at least if not during the war, you know, immediately after the war, okay, let's start, let's create a United States Air Force. No, 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 it's like almost three years later. And gosh, funny thing, it's it's after this uh, strange event in New Mexico. Which was nothing but a weather balloon. 
Exactly. Yep. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I mean, well, but, the, but the NIMS was behind the, uh, the, the whole German development of the bell. You know, the, the I, bell. I think yeah. that's where they got the information, mm-hmm. which led to the development of the Nazi bell. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you do the math. If we absorbed, you know, a bunch of those Germans like the Russians did, what have we and the Russians done? And how have we been in, how have we been influenced by um, either the NIMSA or the other mysterious group, which I call Team Sonora? I wonder how much of you know that whole event in '47 influenced the Cold War with Russia over the next 30 years. Well, uh, if you believe what von Braun told Carol Rosen, um, his famous deathbed confession. Um, you know, the, the Cold War was all part of, you know, the scheme, which then would lead to, I believe, uh, terrorism would be the threat, and then nations of... Check. And then an asteroid Check. hitting the Earth, and Ooh, then finally that, the yeah. E.T. threat. Where I mean, and we've been talking about the asteroid threat, haven't we, in the last... Oh, yeah. Seriously. Just uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so, gee, what's next? Um, looming out there, you know, they keep dangling, uh, you know, the search for ET life. If you'll notice, NASA, their scientists and the JPL guys used to come out and poo-poo and, and say, no, 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 what you're seeing in these images is not what you think. Well, it's interesting is now when they release, you know, the, the images and people look at the raw data, um, they don't come out and, uh, you know, rain on that parade anymore. It's like they just don't say anything. In my opinion, that's their way of eventually saying, well, we stopped denying it years ago. There, you've seen the images. Of course there's life out there. Of course there's civilizations out there. Um, I still think that one of the dirty secrets they don't want us to know is that um, a fair chunk of us on this planet, um, our origins are not here. Um, when I you say a fair chunk, dirty um, secret of Mars, and so a fair chunk. You say, well, you know, wouldn't genetics be able to test for that at this point? And what? Actually, did, what? What? Did, <laughs> what do you think the real purpose of the uh, trying to map out the the what is it the human genome thing or whatever was all DNA? about? What do you think that's all about? <laughs> they are trying to identify certain bloodlines, bloodlines that show the traces that they know what to look for, the traces of the others. Interesting. That's, that's what I've been convinced of. So, now, I'm not 100% uh, sure on this, but I, I do believe I read this in the past. Uh, also, that humans here on Earth, Earthlings, uh, actually don't have Earth's sleep cycle. We actually have Mars' sleep cycle. Isn't that uh, interesting? Isn't that interesting, right, folks? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And then there's all sorts of stories of, you know, images that you can see that, you know, you could debate, seriously, legitimately debate, that look like some type of ruins. Yeah, you know? yeah, we've had oh, that yeah, discussion yeah. on the show more than once. Yeah, so, you know, I, I subscribe to, the, uh, to, the, to a serious discussion of the theory that... Uh, you know, there was a civilization on Mars long ago. Something happened, and you know the survivors came here. Why not? You know. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100. percent That's uh, something that I completely uh, believe is the case. In fact, if you look at just uh, look look at Egypt, for example, and uh, look at the ruins in Egypt, that's mm-hmm. very similar to some of the stuff that you know we see on Mars now. You know, the the Mars plains look very yeah. Egyptian, right? Uh, my theory is, you know, this stuff was built 
thousands of years ago in Egypt, the Sphinx, the pyramids. Right. You know, I, I don't believe the Egyptians built these things, by the way. I don't think there was a pharaoh that had you know slaves working for 100 years building these things. I think some of this stuff was there before uh, sure. they even got there. In fact, the Sphinx has already been proven that it's been there thousands of years before. I think this stuff was left there by those that came from Mars. Uh, those, it, that's it, what it, I think. It would make perfect sense. Others have pointed out the evidence for that, um, especially with the Sphinx and the Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramid itself is the the, the biggest mystery. But uh, yeah, particularly um, you know the ones that uh, uh, just a bunch of workers you know with ropes. Um, I'm sorry, and and, and oiled logs. You just not buying it. Uh, oh God, I haven't bought that in a. <laughs> I, I don't think I bought that since I first heard it. <laughs> now there's a very interesting theory though there's the, the inner ramp theory which I thought that holds you know some credibility to it it's possible yeah, but, uh, they, but... they say they say that what the doing the ramp would have been a more colossal feat than building the pyramid itself um <laughs> That's true, but it is, I mean, they did show some parts of one of the pyramids that you could see on the one of the entrances sure. on the sides. What looks like, uh, I guess, a place where you would put the ramp or you would put the carts holding the uh, the big That's uh, possible. stones. Uh, so it, it's possible that some pyramids might have been built this way. Hey, did you but guys the ever great see the pyramids, that? the Sphinx? Eh, not sure. Did Go you ahead. ever see that? There's a great show if you can find it. I believe it's called This Old Pyramid. It was done like 15 years ago or something, and it shows. A bunch of different, you know, um, archaeologists and Egyptologists um, from Europe and the West, and they're all given um, the materials they need and the opportunity. Oh, and there's a local guy. They're all given the materials and the opportunity to, on a small scale, as a model, to present a working model of their theory of how the pyramid was built. And some of these, some of these guys, one guy in particular, I remember. When his model is just a disaster and proving to not work at all, he just he just comes unglued. He kind of shows his ass a little bit. And he's really <laughs> mad, and it's kind of funny. And uh, you know, I'm one of those who's a fan of uh, the work of you know Michael Cremo and yes. um, you know Forbidden Archaeology. And what yes, I, yes, I mean, yes. what I've always loved about that book is I think the first twelve pages is all the the vile verbal assault that they've gotten from the scientific community. These guys acting like children in a schoolyard and yes. being insulting. And you know what? That tells me you're touching on a nerve. And uh, <laughs> it actually, know. sounds like the radio gig, radio <laughs> business. That's kind of it gets like that sometimes, Walter. It's crazy. You know, you mentioned <laughs> Tesla, and he was working on an airship and stuff. And this brings us mm -hmm. back to the airship thing. Uh, Sean Castile is one of the writers who's written about the theory that in 1908 an airship of Tesla construction made the journey to Mars, or at least it asks the question and explores the possibility. And mm, I've always found that intriguing in light of my, um, you know, my contribution to the NIMSA and airship mystery research. Um, you know, you never know. Uh, well, maybe hold they on, did, here's, or at least maybe they tried question. it. What about, is it the uh, Tesla ship that ended up coming in uh, to uh, the Earth's atmosphere on its return trip causing uh, the Tunguska event. There you go. Isn't that interesting? Um, I, I, <laughs> it, I, I think that might have been brought up by Castile. I'm not sure. I, I've got his book down the hall from me, not right in front of me. So um, Go, run, get it. No, I'm just <laughs> We'll give you some time. you got a minute. No. But uh, um, I think that you know people can, can, can check that out and uh, see what he has to say about it. But, yeah, that's possible. I mean, you did have... Tunguska, you know, some people um, theorize that it was him uh, testing his theory to, about the pressure points on the planet, 
that maybe he pushed a button here and that happened there, you know, that kind of thing too. So either oh, I way, thought it was I thought it was his version of harp. Uh, yeah, maybe. something like that. Something right. like that. Uh, you know, um, of uh, his version of the common public interpretation of harp. Yeah. I mean, okay. Not, not, none of us who I mean, if you work there, I haven't. We who who the heck knows what that thing really does, you know, or mm. did? It makes I mean, us glow in the dark, apparently. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a shocking experience to deal with the Tesla product. Let's um, just say, uh, what, let's just say, our great grand grandkids are going to have three heads, and that's just going to be normal. Oh, go. that reminds me. Has anybody <laughs> seen the photo of the dandelions from Fukushima? Oh my goodness, no. Oh my god, you guys got Google that. Google that right now. Okay. Are they giant? <laughs> no, they have two heads. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's really scary looking. Hang on. Just make just make sure when you just... when you buy a can of tuna, just see where it's from. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, it, it, it you know, every They've hang on one second. Uh, let me find. Oh, it. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, Japan, uh, Fukushima, dandelion mutation, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, okay. h- how scary is this? Uh, and yeah, they are giants. Some of them. Well, here, why don't you link it to us, and I'll tweet it out. Whatever you're looking at, so the audience right, listening in could out could look at the same thing it's we're looking at. Mutated dandelion insight. Oh wow, I'm looking at one that's got multiple heads on it. It looks. Yeah, like. yeah, that's. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. That's our future, yeah. folks. Three heads. Well, you yep, know, maybe there's maybe there's something in our DNA that uh, you know we're used to this on those other worlds we come from, and it, it won't affect us. We can always uh, hope. We should, yeah, we can only be so lucky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Walter, have you seen the uh, Apollo Twenty video that uh, creeped into YouTube a few years ago? Uh, that has uh, the entire world scratching their head, uh, which shows uh, what looks like an, an a ship. Uh, then they clo- they get closer to the ship, and inside there's a body that looks Middle Eastern, kind of. Now, what is this video of? Okay, guess not. Uh, it's the Apollo uh, Apollo 20 mission uh, from NASA. Uh, supposedly a secret space mission that took place. Uh-huh. Uh, very secretive. Uh, very interesting footage. Of course, uh, some folks don't believe that it was real. Some people think it's real. Some people don't. It's very, uh, very, uh, you know, it's, high, it's highly debatable whether this thing is real or not. But it's very interesting. You guys put on put on Google um, Apollo Twenty secret mission. There's a whole video. It's pretty long. It shows uh, what looks like a ship on the moon. And as they get closer and closer to the ship, you can see kind of you know details and stuff. And uh, then it kind of switches over to the inside or inside the capsule. Uh, where NASA, you know, the astronauts are looking at what looks like a body. And they supposedly found two bodies. Uh, one was decapitated and was a male, and the other one was a female, fully intact, well-preserved. You know, if it's in space, it's going to be well-preserved. And by all means, it looks of Middle Eastern origin. Maybe I, thought it, I, I thought it looked Maybe like she... Alaskan and... Alaskan, Maybe. Native American, slash Middle Eastern. I, Maybe I just can't was... describe it. Maybe she was, you know, the uh, an early uh, ISIS agent. That's why the other astronaut was decapitated. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, this vi- the, the problem with these videos is that um, where does this? I mean, where it, it, was this on YouTube or where is it at? It's all over YouTube and yeah. So we got That's the unfortunate problem with such things is folks will. You know, can can you know they can fake things really good now. 
And with yes, vi- uh, that's why video and video is tough. Evidence, yeah. You know, almost you got to go back to the old days. Um, uh, you know, to to find you know a photograph or some type of film that might be more believable. Hmm. Interesting. Because of the technology and because you know so much does get hoaxed so much gets hoaxed in the name of promoting a game or a movie or something that uh yes just, you got but i i will take a look at that video i'll i'll check it out afterwards and and see i'm in I'm, you I'm, you must have been paying attention to the first hour of the show because uh we talked about that very thing uh i actually i brought up a a, a vi- very famous youtube video which has uh, made the rounds for the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh that shows what looks like a gray alien in a dark room tied up sitting down in the chair and he's looking up at the camera uh-huh. and it's very darkly lit and he's screaming uh, Mundo Gump Mundo Gump uh, and he's like screaming yeah. or mumbling and this video has gone viral I mean a lot of folks think this thing is real um, I had, had reposted it on one of my YouTube pages just to see if I got any action from the owner of the, of the content and uh-huh. sure enough it took three years or two years for them to reply and, and send me mm-hmm. a warning for uploading the video but I got the information of the person who made the video and I am able to now denounce that as a hoax because it really is nothing more than a hoax. I, I even spoke to the person who made it, told me all about why they did it. Uh, they're from Brazil, which Brazil, of course, is, I mean, they're very, very into the subject of ufology and right. aliens and all right. that stuff. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense that they'll do some stuff like that. But it, it is incredible what you could do now with technology, anybody in their house, basement, anywhere, that, you know, whatever uh, you know, location you're in. If you have a good computer, you have some software, you can create stuff like that. It's not exactly. that difficult. Anymore. Oh, yeah, it's not that hard. Exactly. Uh, I, I did not listen to the first hour of the show. As I mentioned in my message, I was playing World of Warcraft during that Then time. you're forgiven oh, because that, you're that's forgivable. Warcraft. <laughs> yes, we, was... we call it Warcraft. Yes. Warcraft, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. yes indeed. See, that's an excusable excuse. I mean, that's no, it's forgivable. Not. No, it's, well, okay, no, no, it's not. not. You're not forgiven. <laughs> You're not forgiven. So I'm going to post this uh, link also on Twitter if anybody wants to check it out. The Apollo 20 moon mission uh, found a naked alien female body frozen in UFO spacecraft. I just opened the uh, link. And, of course, there's a commercial on YouTube promoting Caitlyn Jenner. Because that's important, I guess. Apparently so. By the way, you know what there's, there, there's a spectrum of interest in uh, modern society. So... Uh, you know, everybody's got to maybe maybe Caitlin's an alien. Uh, that might be. Uh, that might be I a... don't know. <laughs> By the way, from, from well, the planet of Olympians, I mean, you know, Mount Olympus. Uh, yeah, the, the galaxy. You know, he's going to be. On, he was on the Wheaties box. He'll be on the Sheeties box. Whoa, 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 man! That's really Wheaties, close to Sheeties. Yes, no. yes, yes. I get it, but it was really close he's to a curse word. You know, you know how we feel about that. I thought I caught myself in time. I don't know what you're I know you about. did. It was it was amazing. You did that was that was an expert move, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> in mid sentence, uh, I saw you since switch. We're on, since we're on this subject, have you guys read my fiction? My my pulp fiction. No. Nope. Uh, I've written quite a bit about. Uh, I I write about transgender characters in my fiction. Oh. A lot oh, of people wow. don't okay. know that. Uh, Secret of the Amazon Queen. Hmm. Figure that one out. Mm. Um, oh, that's about and uh, also uh, Secret of House Bob of, the Amazon Queen. Um, House <laughs> of Cog, Green Ghost. Um, I, uh, I I I am very intrigued creatively from um, actually an esoteric perspective, the perspective of uh, um, the alchemical hermaphrodite and the symbolism associated with that and, and such. And so I explore these ideas in, um, in my fiction, in, you know, in, a, in a creative 
presentation. Okay. Interesting. And it's uh, it's they're fun stories too. I mean, you know, it's not um, it's not some weird, creepy fringe thing. It's pulp. It's just classic pulp. But right, uh, check okay. that out. By the way, if anybody wants to call in and discuss this with any of us here, you are welcome to. And Angel should be giving out that phone number right now. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. As always. You will. Open lines. Yeah, that's right. It's open lines. But if you are going to be calling in, please make sure you call in in the next eight to ten minutes because after that yes. we do have our other segment at the end of every show. No, no, is... no, 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 no. We're not doing it. No, no. Why not? We, no, we don't do that at the end of the second hour anymore, man. Where where have you been the last five months? Well, why can't we do? Okay, when should we be? No, doing it? Art Bell's next, man. What's wrong with you? But <laughs> yeah, none I of us that. miss that. No, I man. No, us... we're just. No, we're not doing it, dude. No. Oh, we're not going to do the blast. No, oh. no, that's we'll do it next week in the first hour, not the okay, second hour. Fine. Remember, we made, dude, man, we talked about this months ago. I know. Really? I'm just trying to change your mind without me actually trying. It's to It's not going to work. That happened. Oh. Right now, this right now, this hour, it's all about Walter Bosley and about his books. Which, by the way, uh, let's move on to uh, to that again because you are you have a new book coming out, and I do want to get to this. Yes, uh, the Lost Expedition of Sir Richard Francis Burton. The Secret yes. Missions, book two. Let's you know. Let's talk a little bit more about the book. Uh, obviously, you know, we're, we've been talking about the whole thing with uh, the Nimza. Uh, tell us more about this particular chapter, this book here. Well, I will tell you that um, in the background, looming even in this uh, this research about Burton, the Nimza is there. Now, um, I don't go into it directly mm-hmm. in the book, but uh, let me put it this way: the the it, really this should be. Secret Missions 3, because technically Empire of the Wheel 2 is really the first um, of the Secret Missions uh, kind of presentations that I've done, and that involves the Etta Place issue with Etta Place and Butch and Sundance in South America uh, connected to NIMSA. And then, of course, the Secret Missions 1 book is about Juan Cabrillo and the sword of uh, Joan of Arc and what, Juan, and what Juan Cabrillo was really looking for in California. And now the Burton book. Um, earlier this year, I'm in the middle of writing a novel, and I happened to read in a Burton biography, because Burton's been a personal historical hero of mine, um, I happened to read that there's a period of six months in his life about which he wrote nothing. Now, this was a man who everything he did practically, you know, when he went on explorations, he would write profusely about it. He'd write a book about it. He'd write papers about it. He'd, he'd talk about it publicly. But yet he spent these months in South America and did not write a word about it. Now, he was in South America between 1865 and 1869, and he did write about the period between the summer of 1865 and the late summer of 1868. However, the mysterious period is that fall of 1868 into the spring of 1869, during which he rode off into the South American jungle wilderness and never, ever wrote or told publicly exactly what he was doing there or what he saw. And this intrigued me very, very much so, particularly because of my previous research and books. So I started digging into this, and wow, um, what I was finding, uh, it's all in the book, uh, but basically what I argue in this book is that Burton had been recruited 
by a covert hermetic organization, secret hermetic organization, into the, um, uh, esoteric sciences and such. He was recruited um, while at Oxford, and uh, even though he went on to work for the East India Company and, and the British government from time to time, he was always also... Um, being tasked by this um, hermetic organization, and I propose that this um, mysterious period in South America, he was on a direct assignment from them to explore um, a report, a then little-known report of a lost city, of, of, a, of a forgotten civilization in the heart of uh, Brazil. El Dorado. And... Um, this well, nope. Um, actually, uh, I argued that it was the the same civilization, the same area, the same city, probably um, very much so that Colonel Fawcett subsequently was lost um, in his quest for. Um, the book goes into details as to to why I think Colonel Fawcett's entire uh, quest and search and expedition. Um, for the lost city of Z is a direct result of whatever classified report Burton filed upon his return. Um, uh, huh. It's really it's an interest, just a fascinating story, and and you see how it you know connects to Fawcett. It even connects to Ian Fleming. I'll let your nice you know, yeah, readers check out the yeah. book there. But um, uh, and and in the background. Those familiar, those who have read Empire of the Will, Two Friends from Sonora, those who have read Secret Missions, One, The Hidden Legacy of Old California, um, and and those familiar with Delshaw's, uh, you know, the the Crenshaw's book on Delshaw and Romanos yes. and the others, um, they will see, uh, they will see how there is very probably um, Nimza milieu stuff going on there, all over the place. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that Burton was exploring, but uh, this this is, has been one of my favorite books to write. Um, it, it kind of I was real excited when writing Empire of the Wheel two because of the at a place discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an unexpected book, honestly, and this Burton book was totally unexpected. Like I said, I set aside I was midstream in a novel in January February when I stumbled on this, and I just set that aside completely and for five months just intensely did the research um, and, and investigated this and, and then wrote this book. And it's, it's really, um, it's a doozy. And uh, anyone interested in my other stuff, I think, will particularly like this one. Now, can we get the uh, paperback or is it only Kindle? Because I, I, I'm about to order it's the both. Kindle because I want to read this. Oh, it's, it's both. Okay. It, it's both. It's, a, it's print on demand at lulu.com. Um, nice, nice. It's, it's a little over 300 pages too. This isn't just a, you know, um, a, a thin little pamphlet. And then uh, it's also on Kindle for those who prefer the digital books. But it's available, you know, both places right now as we speak. That's awesome, Walter. Do you have a main website you could give the audience so they could, you know, find you later on? Sure. Um, actually, I have a couple. Um, I have give Empire. Okay, I have Empire of the Wheel. Dot blogspot.com and I also have my entertainment um, uh, classic adventure entertainment uh, blog which is lostcontinentlibrary.blogspot.com um, I'm also on Twitter 
You can find me there. And um, I'm on Facebook. I recently opened that up um, to where I can be found on Facebook. So any of those four places, you should be able to reach me if any, you know, anyone's got any questions or, or want to find. And, and, of course, I have an author's page at both Kindle on Amazon um, and at uh, Lulu. So you should be able to Very find cool. everything there. Now, do you have any uh, any scheduled conferences coming up or any, any lectures you're going to be uh, involved in? Well, um, it, what's interesting is next week, um, I'm told, now this is tentative, that's the way the producers are, um, the episode of Ancient mm-hmm. Aliens that I'm oh, our favorite <laughs> is supposed to air on the 31st. Um, that's what they tell me, but I'm definitely in an episode of this new season that is starting this week. But they told me that it should be the 31st. So look for me on Ancient Aliens. Very um, cool. Also next week, um, the, an episode for the Travel Channel's National Park Mysteries, um, the episode I'm in on Glacier National Park and Nazis and UFOs, is uh, supposed to air on the 30th. Um, so I'm in that. If you blink, you'll miss me. My good friend Joseph Farrell is uh, in quite a bit of that. In fact, we both went up to Glacier Park together. Um, on that trip. That was two years ago. It's finally airing here. Um, nice. And uh, I'm also supposed to speak at a Breakaway Civilization and Secret Space Program conference, which is being planned right now, so I don't have any more information. Do you know what city or state it's um, in? They're looking at places in Texas, and um, they're hoping to have it happen this fall, even though it'll be kind of short notice. But yeah, of course, I will really be. I'll be posting. You know when that's actually going to happen as soon as I know. And as you know, um, so if you anybody goes to any of the sites I mentioned, you know you'll be able to find that information. And um, other than that, uh, look for me next week on Ancient Aliens and uh, and also National Park Mysteries. When you went on Ancient Aliens, did they shoot like uh, an hour, an hour, an hour's worth of footage with you, just asking random questions and? And then said, "All right, well, go home they, now." <laughs> yeah, they they provided me with a few pages of questions right. I was with them for a couple of hours, and um, you know, my understanding is, you know, they'll they, they use what they need. If it if they only need it for one episode, it's one episode. If they need it for two or three, you know, it probably stretches out. But yeah, basically, I was I was with them for uh, a couple of hours, and uh, it was a great crew, great experience. Um, I really, you know, I'm excited to have been uh, asked to be part of it. And, uh, you know, um, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, we'll see. I haven't seen it yet myself. The, the Travel Channel show, National Parks Mysteries, they just sent me a DVD of that. Mm. And, you know, I came out non-wooden in that. So we'll see, uh, <laughs> we'll see how I come across on uh, Ancient Aliens. It's so. always fun for me to, to watch Ancient Aliens and see friends and people that I know on the show, like Tim Schwartz and, and Mike yeah. Bond and stuff when they're Mike, on. It's, it's just a blast. That was, and, I, and I'm acquainted with, I've been friends with uh, David Childress since uh, 2002. I've gone on three, ah, uh, cool. two, two Mexico trips and a South America trip with him back in uh, 02 and 03. And I've gone to several of his conferences and, uh, you know, I've known David for a while. I met Giorgio back in 04 at ah. uh, David's car favorite. Giorgio's a great guy. And, yeah, our favorite. Uh, and, uh, you know, a few of the other guys. But, yeah, it was great when, when Mike was on there. Um, I'd like to see him on more things. His, his research is, is uh, some Incredible. of the best out there. Yep. You know. I agree. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good friend. Uh, Walter, man, we're all out of time, and uh, it's sad. 
I hate to see you go. This has been a blast. Thank you for being a great sport and being back on this week. Uh, oh, well, thanks for asking week, me back you. on after. Yeah, you know. it was great hearing from you and yeah, no, hearing about the it, books coming. And we got to have you back on soon because this has just uh, been fascinating and it's gone by way too quickly, my friend. Thank you so Let's much. Let's do it again. I look forward to it. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Walter Bosley. Thank you so much, sir. Sure, thank you. All right, now we are going to be signing off uh, shortly here. Uh, yeah, we got about three minutes left. We got about of three course. minutes. Actually, no, 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 no. We're we're cutting no? the short the short a little bit early because oh, you know, we need to give uh, the person coming up next enough time. Gee, who could that be? To get ready. And uh, to do his show. But I want to reflect on what we just uh, did with uh, our show tonight. I think we had a, a fantastic episode. Uh, oh, Walter yeah. Bosley is uh, an amazing guest, and I, I, I loved having him on the show. And I love the way he connected the dots with the NIMS uh, and uh, the Nazis and uh, you know Roswell. We connected all these dots, which I think really holds a lot of water to what happened at Roswell. So there, you know, there was a lot of great stuff talked about there. Please check out his work on Amazon. Find his books. Download the Kindles. Buy the Kindles. Buy the paperback if you can. Great stuff. Uh, you know, I love doing this show, Alan. I really love oh, yeah. the fact that we get to interview all these great guests. But you know what's making this show even more fun and a whole lot better going Tell forward? Me. What is? What's going to happen right after we're off, we're off the air? Oh, we get Mr. Art Bell on the backside of us. That's right, folks, because now we get to do something that we've only been you know, joking about, uh, getting to actually experience Right, uh, we've been talking about it for about a year and a half on the air. When will this happen? When it does happen, it's going to be so great. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be a heck of an experience. Oh uh, yeah. But you know what, folks? I I never thought this would actually happen. This day would be here, but it's finally here. And you're so proud to make those say those magic words, ladies and gentlemen. Please stick around. The one, the only, Art Bell, is coming up next, right here on the Dark Matter Digital Network. Please stay around. Keep listening. It's going to be just simply by the amazing. Way, by the way, for those of you who are just getting to listen to us before our bell comes on, this was Skywatcher Radio that you were just listening to that Angel to forgot that. to mention. Oh, I'm I sorry. Would, uh, I interrupted. Yeah, you, just, you cut me off there. I'm sorry. Good I'm job. thinking the same way you are. And, you know, good, I'm good just, you know don't, don't yell at me for no so, let me go over it again, ladies and gentlemen, listening right now to the Dark Matter Digital Network. This is Skywatchers Radio. I am Angel. He is Alan, the other guy. And please stick around. Art Bell is next. That's right, folks. It only gets better from here. Promise. <laughs>